Hello and welcome to this episode of Let's Talk About by Kangaroo Minds. I'm Vedika and today we have with us Dr. Roshan Bhar. Dr. Bhar is an Associate Professor of Psychiatry at the National Drug Dependence and Treatment Center at the All India Institute of Medical Sciences. Dr. Bhar is also on the Board of Directors of the International Society of Addiction Medication as well as he heads their NEXT program. Dr. Bhar completed his post-graduation in psychiatry from AIMS and developed an interest in addiction medicine during his clinical work within community settings. His areas of interest for research include addictive behaviors amongst adolescents and youth, community-based addiction psychiatry, consultation liaison addiction psychiatry, drug policy, and public health. Our conversation with Dr. Bhar today is going to center around re-looking and rethinking the way we look at addiction as well as substance use. Before we begin, however, we would like to put out a trigger warning for our audiences. If at any point during this conversation, should you find yourself feeling triggered or distressed, we urge you to take a step back and look after yourself. Should you need any additional support resources, you can also find them on our website. And now, without taking much time, let's hear more from him. Dr. Bhar, welcome to the episode. It's lovely to have you with us today. Thank you, Vedika, and I'm pleased to be here, and I'm happy to be part of this dialogue on substance use disorder with Kangaroo Minds. Thank you, Doctor. I know you've been so pivotal in the work that you've done, as well as in supporting people, you know, who are coping with an addiction. So, you know, before we get into more on this topic, for our audiences, can you throw a little bit of light on, you know, the various types of addiction which exist? Okay, so uh, basically addiction, uh, we can actually start with what addiction is basically and uh, then we can actually see the what are the types because uh, there are a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, misconception about the addiction as a concept, you know, many times it is considered that addiction is a, a kind of the choice by the patients or it is uh, done by patient, uh, you know, or uh, uh, those who are using uh, various substances, they are using it deliberately. Uh, and sometimes it is also considered as a curse or sometimes it is considered as a immoral morality or moral issues as such. But the current understanding is addiction is a disease. It's a brain disorder, basically. And it also has a psychosocial component. So, uh, and the various types of addiction uh, which are uh, involved. So it is, uh, there could be the chemical addictions and there could be the uh, non-chemical addictions or behavioral addictions, which is mainly mainly the classification. And in chemical addiction, the commonly seen addiction is most commonly uh, we are using uh, tobacco. In India, it's a tobacco and alcohol, mm -hmm. which are also legal. And among the illegal uh, drugs, it is cannabis, uh, opioids. Uh, then there is a cocaine, which is a stimulant. Then there are the hallucinogens. And then there is a amphetamine type stimulants, uh, which are also against stimulants. And there's then also there's a inhalants, which are very routinely used products in your household and which is uh, commonly used by the, uh, uh, you know, uh, kids and adults and uh, age group. So th th there are various types of addictions are there. And only thing it is available, it is uh, present everywhere. Actually, if you go to India in most of the, uh, all of the states, addiction is there. Only thing the nature of problem varies from state to state. And that is true also about the global uh, thing. If you globally also, the addiction is everywhere. So some countries, the behavioral addiction is more, some where chemical addiction is more. In chemical addiction also, some countries, alcohol is a major problem. In some countries, uh, opioid is a major problem. 
so uh, there could be the varieties uh, but it is the global phenomena right so you know dr bhar you've thrown a little bit of light on few things which i'll come to later in our mm -hmm. conversation mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, speaking of addiction you know what are some of the risk factors towards developing an addiction or a substance use related problem yeah so uh, see adults uh, the addiction usually start at very young age and um, uh, though, so there are many risk factors which uh, could be there one of the uh, the risk factors could be divided we can divide it into the modifiable risk factors and non modifiable risk factors so some of the risk factors uh, like if there could be genetic risk factors so if there's a family history of substance use mm -hmm. or somebody in family who's using substance and already suffering from substance use disorders then the uh, their children or kids are more likely to have the problem with addiction and there's a genetic risk factor which is been uh, proven by the various uh, research studies so and it is a non modifiable risk factor right okay. so then there are other risk factors like uh, there could be the uh, factors like a parental supervision then there could be the parental substance use parental um, uh, you know abuse like there could be issue of physical abuse or uh, even sexual abuse that could lead to the substance use in a subsequent uh, you know uh, life then there could be the problem which could be related to the um, school related problems so there could be the problem with the adjustment in the school there could be the peer pressure from the other school children who are using drugs or exposure to the drugs there could be the poor academic grades and uh, you know conflict with the teachers that could be also lead to the uh, initiation of substance use problem then uh, the another major risk factor is uh, psychiatric morbidities so there are number of psychiatric uh, uh, comorbidities which could lead to the onset of substance use disorders for example uh, in childhood conduct disorder or adhd which is a attention deficit hyperactive disorder that could lead to the starting of substance use uh, by the adults uh, then there is also uh, another comorbid illness like depression uh, or anxiety disorders and some personality disorders like a uh, antisocial personality disorders or borderline personality disorders they are also very commonly associated with the uh, substance use disorders so we have to also look for the this risk factors and this risk factors could be actually treatable if identified early and uh, you know treated by the specialist so, you know, Dr. Bhar, you uh, put a lot of light and I know at the beginning of the conversation, mm -hmm. you did mention that, you know, addiction is a psychosocial issue as well. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking mm -hmm. about risk factors, you know, like, did you see an increase in substance use or, you know, any additional cases of substance use and addiction during the pandemic? Yes, definitely. Because COVID has not affected individuals, but it has also affected us as a group and it has there is a huge impact on society and as i told you earlier uh, about the biopsychosocial nature uh, mm -hmm. so there is a definitely biological factor then psychological factors which is related to individuals and then there are social factors so what has happened that because of the lockdown uh, uh, there was a uh, increase in loneliness uh, decrease interaction with the people which is uh, led to the you know free time and that has also led to the increase in consumption of alcohol and other substances or tobacco uh, by many individuals and which has increased in consumption or even the starting the substance use. Uh, so that was the one major thing which we noticed. Apart from that, uh, there was an increase in uh, screen time and which also led to the increase in internet use and then, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, increasing engagement in the gaming disorders or gaming behaviors or gambling uh, uh, you know gambling uh, uh, phenomena which uh, further result into the gambling disorders or gaming uh, addiction so that has also increased because of the covid-19 another major impact which uh, covid-19 had uh, was uh, impacting the treatment seeking and the treatment provision so because of that what has happened because of lockdown and serious restriction many of the treatment centers were uh, closed or uh, they were uh, you know uh, uh, the patients could not get access to the treatment and there was a decrease access and because of that also the severity of problem and uh, complications increased during the covid-19 pandemic so covid-19 pandemic has actually impacted the uh, uh, substance use disorders uh, in a various domains and uh, various dimensions right so you know dr bhard what are some signs you know prediction that you would say that you know we can look out for or what are some common symptoms that are seen in you know cases of addiction whether it's behavioral or you know chemical based addictions yes so basically this is very important question and uh, many of the uh, audiences who are um, attending this uh, uh, conversation uh, they might come across the people actually who just started using substance use or those who have already developed the addiction so how to identify or what are the uh, red flag uh, or the what are the signs it's very important particularly this is uh, important for the parents and teachers who are likely to see uh, uh, kids adults and students uh, usually going into the substance use first time they are taking substance use or just uh, begin to start using substance use so there could be some changes for example it is definitely lead to the behavioral changes so the way person behaves so there could be the changes uh, in the behavior like person can become more irritable or angry or person can actually become more isolated or not talking to somebody uh, okay uh, then there could be the other behavioral changes like the impaired self care or in decrease focus on the studies not giving concentration decrease in attention concentration uh, in the studies or the work that could be also the early sign then there could be the obvious sign like physical sign could also be there for example if somebody starting using started using inhalants you can see the some signs like there could be the uh, you know uh, redness of the eyes there could be the uh, uh, you know glossitis or uh, uh, there could be the scar marks there could be the smell related to the peculiar inhalant used by the particular individual similarly alcohol also can cause the redness of eyes can cause a uh, irritable or aggressive behavior and can also lead to the uh, alcohol smell in the breath breath similarly that can also happen with the tobacco consumption and that can be also easily identified with the uh, you know smell right. in the breath cannabis can also lead to the redness of eyes so these are the some of the physical uh, signs which could be uh, you know if noted should be should caution the family members or teachers that uh, there may be actually starting up substance use or person may be uh, you know exposing so just to be cautious and just to identify early right so you know dr bhard you've thrown some light on you know what are the risk factors towards developing addiction as well as what are some signs that we can look mm. out for and one of the things that you did mention was that you know like certain mental health conditions can lead to um addiction mm -hmm. or substance use but can you throw a little bit more light on you know the vice versa aspect which is how addiction and substance use can impact our brain as well as our mental health 
yes definitely so this is um, of course it is a two way uh, relationship not only psychiatric disorders lead to the substance use problem but substance use problem can lead to the uh, not only psychiatric problem but also physical problem as well so regarding psychiatric problem it could lead to the depression it can cause the psychotic disorders it can lead to the anxiety disorders it can also lead to the sleep problem so there could be the chronic insomnia in some of the uh, persons who are using substance use chronically right and uh, there could be the other behaviors like uh, a continuous aggression or irritability uh, that behavior can also be there and there could be change in personality per se on the long term use of substance use so that can also be obvious those who are using substances for very long time right so these are the some of the psychiatric morbidities which could be secondary to substance use one classical example is actually cannabis induced psychosis so cannabis heavy use of cannabis or uh, ganja or bhang which is known in indian uh, language so that can lead to the increase in dopamine level and can lead to the triggering the psychotic uh, symptoms and psychotic disorder per se it could also lead to the schizophrenia and that is one of the major uh, risk factor for uh, you know uh, starting substance uh, uh, initiation of psychosis those who are using it uh, 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 for long duration of a period right so you know i mean talking about all this you know what would be some of the treatment options that are available to someone who's having you know a problem related to addiction or substance use okay so it is a biopsychosocial problem so the treatments are also biopsychosocial so biological means there are medications available mm -hmm. and there are various interventions available which can be done psychological means there are psychotherapies and counseling and social means there are social support and the counseling technique which uh, involves the social networks so the, and uh, then there are self help groups also which also take care of the social part so coming to the pharmacotherapy there are number of medications are available now a lot of uh, research has been done and lot of uh, new developments has happened over the period of particularly last uh, 50 or 60 years now we have a lot of medications to treat particularly the medication targets craving part and withdrawal part mm -hmm. so most of the major addictive uh, disorders have now medications which could take care of the craving or withdrawal symptoms and uh, can make the detoxification very uh you know comfortable and safe for the patients so initially when the medications were not available the detoxification was a very painful process and many of the uh, people actually suffer lot of morbidity and even mortality during the detoxification phase itself but now with the availability of lot of uh, medications which are very effective and uh, help us to wean off from the drugs uh, comfortably and safely uh the patient can undergo detoxification uh, safely so that is a very major change uh, change which has happened uh, in the past couple of decades then uh, there are uh, medication for treating craving for example alcohol and for opioid also then there is a, a medications to treat uh, other uh, using the other mechanism like deterrent agent so for example diselfiram which is used for the treatment of alcoholic disorder is also very effective medication and uh, it helps uh, as a deterrent agent for using alcohol then coming to the psychological treatment so we have a lot of uh, psychotherapy uh, techniques which are developed uh, over the period of time so common one is uh, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy which actually targets the automatic thoughts or dysfunctional thinking and uh, uh, then it also 
focuses on the behavioral changes so that is so using the principle of cbt we also practice relapse prevention therapy which is a part of which is a type of cbt where the focus is on prevention of relapse because relapse is a very important part of mm-hmm. substance use disorders and many of the patients actually go into relapse and then again uh, they stay abstinent and then again go to relapse so there is a uh, it is the relapsing disorders or it's a chronic relapsing disorder that is how it is classified similar to other non communicable uh, disorders like uh, hypertension or diabetes or uh, uh, you know multiple sclerosis or bipolar disorder so uh, the uh, the number of psychotherapies are available uh, then there are family therapy techniques which are available for those individuals who are having lot of family issues and uh, risk factors and where there is a substance use family as well then there are a number of social uh, therapies which focus on the social skill training then there is a network therapy which actually focuses on uh, different networks of the patient uh, and uh, the work is done to you know help the patient to quit substance use uh, using the network then there are self help groups like a uh, uh, um, alcoholic anonymous or narcotic anonymous this self help group help actually patient to uh, quit uh, substance use by using uh, with the help of the peer support okay so uh that can also help the patient to quit and that is also found to be effective so there are number of range of therapies and techniques are available and these are uh, depends upon the patient profile and uh, we have to actually give the client centric treatment and we have to be also cautious about uh, not forcing any treatment or not coercing treatment but take patient into the confidence confidence and having the alliance and partnership where the best possible treatment could be delivered for the best outcome right so you know you touched upon um, you know when we talk about the biosocial psycho aspect of addiction as well as addiction related treatment you spoke about the role of families and you know family therapy as well mm. so can you throw a little bit of light on you know what is the role of family and you know loved ones when it comes to aiding recovery especially in this case um i think it is very very important because india is a uh, you know family based system so initially we have, we had a lot of joint families but now it's a nuclear family and the interaction with the other family members how is their attitude towards the patient how is their support it is very vital for the treatment of substance use disorders what we have noticed in the clinical practice that many times there are a lot of myths associated with the substance use disorders among the family members so then family members are likely to take patient to the faith healers or they may actually uh, you know have the negative attitude towards the uh, patients they may actually criticize the patient uh, uh, by uh, because because they think patients are using it deliberately so there could be the even the physical abuse of the patients in many cases mm-hmm. or scolding or criticism which lead to the vicious cycle because even if patient want to quit because of this criticism and negative attitude and behavior from the family member then again patient thinks that why i should quit because anyway this uh, uh, family members are not trusting me and um, they are not supporting me so then patient again go to the substance use and then the cycle continues so if the family members are supporting us and if we are able to include family member into treatment and we are able to psychoeducate them then we see the there is a significant changes in the treatment outcome and also the uh, patient's recovery because once the family members attitude is changed uh, you know that is 
quite obvious because patient is going to spend maximum time with the family members. They they are with the clinician or therapist only for a few hours, right? Unless otherwise they are admitted in the rehab centers. But OPT based practice, they are only spending few hours. They are spending maximum time with the family members. So it is very uh, important and vital to change their attitude and behaviors towards the substance use disorders and to bring them into treatment and, uh, you know, psychoeducate them to address various myths, myths and various misconceptions they have with the substance use disorders. And it is quite effective. Right. So, you know, Dr. Bhar, you touched upon a few of the myths and around, you know, like even at the beginning that, you know, we look at addiction as a choice or we consider it to be a you know, sort of, uh, you know, like a punishment or a curse mm -hmm. or, you know, like mm -hmm. a, you know, like a personality flaw almost. And mm -hmm. again, also coming to when we talk about treatment that, you know, families do mm -hmm. believe that, you know, you can take someone to faith healer or, you mm -hmm. know, give them those inhuman kind of treatments because they're struggling with um, addiction. So can you throw a little bit of light on, you know, what are some myths around addiction and addiction related treatment that you would like to call out? Yes. So first thing is actually it is not a disease. It is not viewed as a disorder or disease or the brain problem, but it is something different. So that myth exists not only among the patients and family members, but also among many of the clinicians and doctors. And they uh, that is the reason actually many people don't want to you know deal with the addiction problem. They say it is uh, you know sent to the rehab or something. Um, so that is the uh, thing. So it is very important to understand that it is a brain disorder. But it's a biopsychosocial problem. So it is not only the brain problem, but there is also psychological and social factors. So the uh, since it is a biopsychosocial problem, we have to give the biopsychosocial treatment. Both medication and counseling is important, and uh, it is very effective uh, if given the properly. So there could be also some cultural aspect as well uh, to this problem, and this cultural aspect varies from region to region. For example, if you go to the some uh, culture or some areas it may be the part of the culture to take a substance for example if you go to rajasthan taking um, a film in a various culture uh, it is a cultural practice on various social function or taking alcohol in punjab right so uh, or taking uh, cannabis uh, uh, on the occasion of holi or mahashivratri mm -hmm. so we have to also understand this aspect and we have to also view addiction uh, as a part of this practice as well and understanding this can actually help us to understand it better and solve the problem better way. So that's the first myth. Second thing is uh, there's no treatment available for the uh, addiction. That is another myth, which is not true because there are a lot of medications available, a lot of uh, therapies are available, a lot of counseling techniques are available and uh, uh, patients are bound to get better if given the proper treatment. Third thing is addiction is not curable or it doesn't get, uh, you know, treated. That is also many people think. So it is true that there could be the recurrences or relapse, but this is similar to any other chronic disorders. For example, if you uh, see the patient with diabetes, they can also have a lot of relapse. Despite taking medication, they can have the, uh, you know, uh, increase in sugar level or decrease in sugar level. And you may have to adjust the medication. For example, in hypertension also, you can have ups and down. Similarly, in addiction also, addictive disorders, there are ups and down. There could be relapse, but we have to identify the relapse and then treat and then eventually patient will be off the drugs so it it may not be possible to quit drug in a one attempt so for many patients it will take multiple attempts so we must understand that and we have to expect the relapse for family members also it is very important so that is the thing then 
one another myth associated with the the treatment or sending to rehab is the only solution uh, that is not true uh, that of course it helps in the uh, acute care but it is a chronic disorders and you have to take medication for a very long time so we often advise patient to take medication for at least one year but some patients it may they may have to take for the longer period of time similar to any other chronic disorders okay so that uh, they may have to take for the longer period of time so these are the some of the myths i think i would like to highlight for the benefit of our audience so you know dr bhard in terms of you know like sort of countering these myths what would be you know some ways that you know you believe that you know we can make a difference to the attitudes around addiction and substance use and how can we spread that awareness to you know counter all these myths which are existing around addiction yeah i think we have to um, uh, the we have to reduce the stigma uh, around the substance use and we have to also need to talk more often about the uh, addiction problem and we have to be open about that because what happens usually that people say that someone is addict or that neighbor is addict but they will never recognize that the, their own family member is using some drugs or they won't admit so addiction exists but it is in other house because of the very significant stigma associated with that so we have to uh, start recognizing the problem it is a very common problem uh, for example tobacco use if you uh, see in india every third person uses adult person uses tobacco in some or other form either in chewable or smoking form so it is such a common problem alcohol almost 15 to 20% so that means every fifth adult person in india uses alcohol at least once in life uh, in a past one year so it is very common problem and gaming disorder and gambling disorder we know now, now that how it is common because of the after covid 19 pandemic so the more often we talk it will be help us to go for the help to seek the help that will also we need to also use the language uh, which is uh, more neutral and not offensive so calling somebody is like nashari or uh, you know uh, of the loose character it is not a good thing because we don't call anybody suffering from diabetes that is a loose character or it's uh, some uh, madhumeh uh, if somebody is having we don't use as a in that connotation so when we are using in a, a language in a day to day conversation or in media or movie we have to be careful and we have to use the Uh, words which are neutral and not offensive or not uh, having the negative connotation that will help to reduce the stigma and uh, that will help people to open up about the problem and come forward for the treatment and treatment is available it is a treatable problem so nothing to be worry about because uh, medications are available therapies are available so problem can be solved it is not something which cannot be treated or uh, you know that cannot be solved Right. You know, you very rightly threw light around, you know, not just the stigma, but what I was going to come to is around the language that we use around addiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do use some very offensive terms, right? Not just in India, but also abroad mm-hmm. for people who um, take substances who's, or who struggle with addiction in general. So how do you feel that that language that we use as well as, you know, the stigma which prevails can sort of deter people from seeking help? yeah so that is because of the uh, their description and uh, in the media print media or the uh, medias and this has come for long time so gradually it is going to go but we have to work around that because uh, you know when talking about the addiction in the public uh, fora or during the uh, uh, depiction in the movies or in the textbooks and the uh, you know books 
so we have to use the proper language so that is going to take time and everybody need to come together and solve this problem okay so that will hap happen gradually the one of the way to actually uh, you know uh, uh, you know help to increase awareness or to reduce stigma would be actually some celebrities or some high influential people who are having the substance use problem if they can forward and tell their stories because we know that there are a lot of uh, influential people not only in the bollywood but also in the political field or in music industry or very renowned people they have been suffering from addiction and including just now wasim akram had told that uh, he was suffering from cocaine addiction cricket uh, uh, so he has come up so that actually helps in increasing awareness and coming up opening up and reducing the stigma so he doesn't have now he doesn't feel bad about telling about that or disclosing that i had a cocaine addiction so similarly if the influential people can come around and can uh, increase awareness and can open up uh, and i would like to you know uh, cite example of deepika padukone also uh, bollywood actress she spoken about depression and we know that what was the impact of that because of that many people now openly talk about depression and they come for the treatment and that has helped huge because of her huge uh, you know fan following so we need a similar kind of movement for addiction as well no no i think you are very right you know in terms of the way the media portrays addiction not just in news but also in you know fictional depictions mm -hmm. of you know what a typical person with an addiction looks like or you know just sort of demonizing rehab or mm -hmm. demonizing rehab centers or showing how mm -hmm. inhuman recovery is for people i think you know mm -hmm. that also can be a huge deterrent to people to seek mm -hmm. help because firstly in general stigma and not knowing whether this is treatable am i always going to remain this way but also when these are the sort of you know depictions and portrayals that you see it sort of reinforces that whole love stigma so i think as you said you know having more humane portrayals having more stories and conversations around addiction can make a big difference but um, you know you worked in you know both um, you know urban and rural settings and you researched as well in terms of you know low middle income countries as well as developed countries so you know have you seen any differences in way we they, you know conversations around addiction happen or treatment for addiction is available yeah so the things are changing actually there are a lot of uh, changes which has happened and it is uh, you know gradually changing so there's a lot of discussion happening uh, in the media or uh, in the portal in the movies as well for example there was a lot of discussion about around addiction when the movie came urta punjab so there was a lot, a lot of discussion about the heroin addiction in punjab that time in strategies and parallel discussion so yeah things are changing there are increase in dialogue now and people are able to uh, you know understanding and uh, discussing in a human way so there are blogs now there are stories where uh, people are coming out and writing some some are writing anonymously or some are able to disclose their names and discussing their problems and things are changing now so i am very hopeful and in future i think we are likely to see more much uh, you know change environment for the people with substance use disorders and uh, yeah i'm definitely hopeful so you know dr bhard you spoke about change and we've spoken about you know how we can uh, you know just sort of recognize the signs that someone might be struggling but for people who are watching this who are not mental health professionals you know how can they support someone who they know or you know in their family or a loved one or a friend who they've seen who might be battling addiction 
yeah so single most important thing is actually having the uh, attitude so even if we start treating them just like uh, how would we treat a person with the accident or somebody suffering from the diabetes or somebody having the headache hmm. or uh, asthma attack so how would we react and how would we way support you would like to ask that whether they need any treatment what is the problem any support whether they want to go to the doctors so having such, uh, this kind of change in behaviors towards a person who is actually using alcohol or tobacco or uh, opioids or any other drugs cannabis and talking to them recognizing their problem and just uh, you know advising them to consult somebody or have the treatment or discuss any problem they have so that simple steps can actually help uh, definitely you know it will make a huge change so just giving the support uh, and just giving the uh, you know assurance and helping hand and just uh, directing them to the clinician or the uh, counselor or psychotherapist who are trained to deal with such problems can make a huge difference and i would actually advise our audience that if they come across any such a, uh, person who is using substance or suffering from addiction just uh, you know uh, try to talk to them uh, uh, and uh, assure them and uh, you know as a friend and as you talk to any other person with the other medical uh, chronic medical disorders yeah. yeah that's it so you know dr bhar just to wrap up everything that we've spoken about today if you had any parting words for anyone who's watching or listening to this right now who might be having a hard time with their mental health what would that be i would like to say that ki it is a problem it's a very common problem and no need to hide it no need to no need to suffer from it because the treatment is available which is very easy which is accessible it is available in most of the uh, major cities nowadays and uh, government of india state governments are also doing lot of uh, activities uh, to you know increase the awareness and help so there is a nasha mukti abhiyan which is uh, going uh, going on currently by government of india under ministry of social justice and empowerment so that uh, the this under this abhiyan also there are a lot of awareness activities and help lines ab about the counseling which is available free of cost then there is a lot of uh, centers which have been set up which can give actually the uh, treatment in different part of india so the treatment is available it's accessible now much more than what it used to be so come forward and take help and no need to hide it actually and it is a treatable problem like any other uh, 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 any other medical problem okay thank you so much you know dr bhar for all your time and all your insights i think you know this conversation i think is really going to help a lot of people to gain more awareness and insight not just about addiction and the way we can you know move on from looking at addiction merely as you know a personality problem or you know a flaw in character but also more as a biosocial psycho problem and something which is actually a brain disorder and a mental health related condition and lastly for anyone who's you know watching or listening to this and if you're having a hard time with your mental health even as you know doctor said there's always help available out there and there is hope mm -hmm. so you don't have to go through this alone and it will get better so till next time please stay well and stay healthy thank you